of the 18 to 20 million veterans alive in the world today, 25% of them receive VA disability benefits. Anything. I'm not talking about a specific rating. I'm saying one-fourth get anything. That means 75%, three-quarters, get nothing. Okay? To me, that's that's shocking, and that's something that should be highlighted in these congressional hearings as a problem. That's Brian Reese from VA Claims Insider, and he's here to help you get the VA claim you deserve. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit like $50 for an easy start certificate. Add money at any time and watch your savings grow. Check them out at NavyFederal.org. All right. Talking with Air Force veteran Brian Reese from VA Claims Insider. Actually back for uh, visit number two on the Veteran on the Move podcast. So thanks for coming back again, Brian. Um, we've got a lot of great things to talk about. You got version two that's, uh, of your book that's come out. Uh, before we get into all that, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Air Force. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, Joe. Uh, so I served in the United States Air Force from 2003 to 2012. Um, I was a program manager slash contracting officer, kind of went back and forth between the two. And, and the best way to explain it is, you know, people will be like, hey, you were in the Air Force. Did you fly? And I'm like, no, I didn't fly. And they're like, okay, well, what did you do? And I usually just tell them like, like here's what I did. I bought stuff and they're like, they're like, what do you mean you bought stuff? And I was like, well, think about the military and all these little bases. It's like its own little city. And to have its own little city, you need fully functioning infrastructure. You need supplies, you need services, you need trash, you need to build buildings. Um, And so in the military, I was involved in the business aspect of things. And so I spent taxpayer dollars. Uh, That's what we did. And, uh, you know, got, everything from services and supplies at home station to uh, acquiring things for troops overseas. Um, It was in Afghanistan in 2011. We built schools, we built roads um, and really helped stimulate uh, that economy during that time. So that's, that's what I did predominantly um, throughout the air force. And then uh, in 2012 um, I was just done, man. Like I, I loved my time in the military I really did. I had great bosses. I had great assignments. I loved uh, serving on active duty, but man, I was just done. I had, you know, a lot of mental and physical problems. And, you know, I knew for a fact that I was not going to be deployable again. So the military would not be able to send me downrange again. Um, And so I made the decision at that time preemptively, you know, before I met probably an MEB process. Um, to be, to be, to be separated from, I just decided to uh, voluntarily separate. And it was during that time, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial, right? I, I've always had that gift of seeing a problem and then being able to come up with a solution yeah. to that problem. 
And it was during that time in 2012, 2013, when I was transitioning out of the military that I encountered this big behemoth bureaucratic machine called the Department of Veterans Affairs that we call the VA. (laughs) And, uh, And I remember thinking to myself, by the way, it took me seven years to finally get uh, what I believed is, you know, the rating, the VA disability rating and the compensation and benefits that I deserved wow. uh, for my service and for my family, seven years. And and that's with a lot of like really good documentation. I mean, I had a lot of really good medical evidence. You know, I came from the era of electronic medical records. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm like, I'm going through my list of stuff and I'm like, why is this so freaking confusing? It's like, I, I don't even know where to start. And then I start searching for things and I just get taken down this rabbit tip trail of endless rules and regulations and laws and legal jargon and medical jargon. And I just, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, like somebody needs to simplify this process. Somebody needs to make this easy for veterans because it shouldn't be this hard to get your benefits. And that man, that's what turned into um, VA claims insider. And, you know, we now serve thousands of veterans every single month. Um, And that led to the creation of my book. You deserve it. The definitive guide to getting the veteran benefits you've earned, which we'll talk about more today. Um, And now I'm releasing the second edition of that book. Why? Because Rules change, you know, regulations change, laws change, numbers change. And so we did a full refresh uh, of all the content. And, uh, and so, man, that's what, that's what led me here today. And that's what I still do. Wow. That's awesome. You know, uh, do you think that there's somebody way up inside the VA twiddling the string saying, how do we make this process really hard? How do we make it long and delayed? And how do we, how do we try to minimize the ratings that we give people? Do you think that it actually exists? I look, I don't, I personally don't yeah. think that don't the either. VA it is, is that way, but I don't think it's intentional. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I don't think they're intentionally denying claims. This is what I explained to everybody, Joe, yeah. by the way, what I'm about to share. Most of the VA rating officials, the they're called an RVSR. That's the person who looks at all your evidence and makes the decision on your disability compensation claim. Many of them, if not most of them, are also fellow veterans. They, they wore the uniform. And what I've since learned is most of them are fighting to get their claims approved and they work in the system. And so like, look, here, here's what I say all the time. It's not, it's not us versus them, right? It's, it's super right. easy to blame the VA. I don't blame the VA. I blame the system that the VA operates under. That's the enemy. The enemy is the system. It has just become overly complex through multiple iterations, you know, since really the civil war. I mean, that's, that's when the disability system began was post civil war under Abraham Lincoln. And the system we now have today has really just slowly evolved from that original broken system. And, you know, here we are now, however many years later, and the system is still unbelievably, stupidly complex. I, I don't, I mean, man, if I were the VA, if I were the head of the VA for a day, I would gut the entire system and start over. I really would. Yeah. 
it's almost like you, you continue to add on, add on, add on to where you have all these things. You just don't talk to each other and it just bogged down. And you just need to wipe it clean and start over. What were the, those people that review the claims? What are those people called again? They're called a rating veteran service representative, also known as an RVSR. And basically what that means is that's the person who reviews all the evidence you submit. And they're the ones that are given the authority by the government to actually make a rating decision on your claim and assign, you know, a rating. I've never run into one of those people. They actually exist, huh? They do. And, and I'm actually not surprised you haven't spoken to anyone because they are scared to death to talk to anybody about what they do. I mean, they're like, they're scared of it. And I'll give you an example. Huh. I have about five RVSRs that I text and we talk frequently just to find out like what's going on. Like, what are you hearing? What's coming? What are your frustrations? Every single one of them. Some of these are friends I've had for many years. They're like, don't ever use my name. Sure. Don't, don't ever say you spoke to me. Yeah. Don't ever let anyone know that you're, you know, you're getting information from us. They're just like, they're scared to death. That's like something's going to happen to them, which is crazy. Well, they're in a tough position it's crazy. too. You know? But the reason I want to know if like, who are these people or how, how do you meet them? Because I, I would just like to hear things from their perspective. Like uh, I don't have a vendetta against them. It's just, I want to know, I want to hear things from their perspective be, so that, because if you could hear them talk from their, from their vantage point, it could much easily, you could much easily, easier put your package together in a way that makes it work for them. Can I share a couple of the biggest things that they've told me to share? Oh yeah. Because I I doubt they're going to come on the show, but I can ask them. But but <laughs> yeah, here's what- that'd be great. I mean, I'd, I'd, friendly audience, I, I would love to just hear what it's like dealing you know dealing with what they got to deal with every day. Here's here's the number one thing they tell me. Not only do we not intentionally deny claims, we're actually the opposite. We're doing everything we can to approve your claim. That's, that's the number one thing that they tell me that, that they want me to communicate to vets. But here's the problem. They're like, Brian, tell your veterans, you gotta get your evidence together and you need to make it easy for us. Okay. And then I say, okay, well, what does that mean? They're like, you got to think that I'm responsible for reviewing and rating 10 to 15 claims per day. And I'm measured on my accuracy. They're counting my keystrokes. Okay. It's like, it's a brutal environment that they work in. And they're like, if you can get all your evidence together and you can make it easy for us, and explain what you're trying to do in a clear and concise way, we're going to approve your claim. But if you make it hard, if you don't submit all the evidence that we need, if you don't have medical uh, diagnosis and documentation of time and service, if you don't submit those things, we have to deny your claim. By law, we have to, because you haven't met your burden of proof to get benefits. So that's, that's the biggest thing they tell me is, is help us help you. Yeah. And you know, a lot of folks, they're like, well, how can you deny that my shoulders messed up and I had shoulder surgery? I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? Well, I mean, you have to, you have to prove it via documentation, not 
you know, pictures or yeah, it happened. And I think guys get caught up in that and they, they don't want to yep. do the work or, or they don't know yep. how detailed the work needs to be. Um, and I mean, you experienced it yourself. You're probably a detail oriented guy. You, you probably had your, your stuff together really well. And yet you fought, fought it for seven years. That that's correct. Yeah. The, the, and I will say that the first couple times I wasn't nearly as prepared, obviously, as I am now. Right. I mean, because this is this is what I've dedicated my life to doing. So, you know, it's it's really about making it easy for the VA Raider. That's that's what the veteran needs to be thinking about. Like if you're hearing us talk about this, you need to think to yourself, how can I make this claim so easy for the Raider to approve that they can't say no? Like, like they start looking at my evidence and they're like, yep, this is a no brainer approved. And here's what the percentage should be. Cause remember, they're just trying to review it, rate it and get it off their desk. Cause they got another one right behind it. So that's, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, like you said, Joe, I want to touch on it just for a second. There's a big misconception among veterans that, you know, here you are five, 10, 15, 25, 30 years later, post-military and something happens to you, you blow out your shoulder, your knee starts hurting. Okay. There's a misconception that that automatically qualifies you for disability benefits. Okay. It might, or it might not. And I'm, I'll use myself as an example. Okay. About six months ago, I hurt my shoulder in the gym. I hurt my right shoulder. Well, I, I never had any problems with my right shoulder in the military. I had problems with my left shoulder, but not my right shoulder. Okay. So I've got no documentation of right shoulder problems, no diagnosis of any issues, no complaints of any issues. I tweaked it six months ago and I've been out of the military for 10 years. Okay. Now, because of my disability status, I'm able to get free health care for my shoulder. Okay. I can go to the doctor at the VA for free and they'll take care of me. Mm -hmm. But if I were to file a disability claim for it, it would get denied. Okay. And the reason it would get denied and remember this vets, your disabilities must be service connected. That means that it was caused or made worse by your active duty military service. Well, in the example I gave, that's not the case that my service didn't cause my right shoulder problems. I did it in the gym six months ago and I've been out of the military for 10 years. So if I were to file a claim for that, it would get denied and rightfully so, but you can still get treatment. The VA is still going to take care of you. It just doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get benefits for that problem. So you got to be thinking about the service connection aspect. Because you hear about a lot of people that have VA disability for things where you're like, how is that anywhere related to your military service? Uh, like sleep apnea, that's a big one. Just because you're in the military and you don't have sleep apnea, how'd, that, how'd the military cause that? You, know, the, you hear people talking about that all the time, and that's a big one too, uh, award-wise. So Yeah, s- sleep apnea, and, and um, I'll just say this to everybody listening. Sleep apnea is one of the most difficult claims to get service connected, meaning you're going to get benefits for it. 
if you didn't have a sleep study on active duty and you weren't diagnosed with sleep apnea in the military. Okay, so that's my tip. If, if you're hearing my voice and you're active guard or reserve and you think you might have sleep apnea, go to your primary care doctor, complain about your sleep problems, tell them what's going on and ask for a referral to get a sleep study. Because if you don't get that thing diagnosed on mil- while you're still wearing the uniform, it's going to get denied post-service. It also helps like if you get something done out in a civilian doctor, make sure you get it submitted into your military record, military medical record also. Even Absolutely. Great. It. Yeah. Great tip. So it's already in there that way. Um, wow. So, hey, that's a good stopping point. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Navy Federal makes buying a car easy with their hassle-free auto loans. Their application process is easy. You can do it on their mobile app, online, or by phone. It's so fast, you can get a decision in seconds. With Navy Federal's car buying service powered by TrueCar, you can shop, compare, and get upfront pricing on your next new or used car. Whether you're looking to buy your first car or your dream car, Navy Federal helps you cruise into the car you want with a monthly payment you can afford. Find out more at NavyFederal.org. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Are you getting tired of having to say what or huh over and over again? Or not hearing the conversation at dinner? That's why you've got to check out MD Hearing. MD Hearing is an FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing's new Neo model costs over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. My good friend Jeff, who's a retired police officer from upstate New York, had a chance to try both the Neo and the Volt hearing aids from MD Hearing. He wore each of them for over a week and loved both of them, as the sound quality was just as good or better than his current hearing aids. His current hearing aids cost him over $7,000, by the way. Both units were comfortable and easy to put on and take out. They charged overnight and lasted the whole 16 hours that he had them in. Now, I mentioned that Jeff's hearing aids cost him over $7,000. MD Hearing's new Neo model costs over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. And the Neo is MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever. It fits inside your ear, and no one will even know it's there. MD Hearing provides clinical-level care via telemedicine from doctors and licensed hearing professionals. Basically, you get a clinical-level experience without ever, ever having to leave the home. So if you want MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever, Go to mdhearing.com and use promo code VETERAN to get their new buy one, get one for $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, which is $100 value, just for listeners of the Veteran on the Move podcast. So head to mdhearing.com and use our promo code VETERAN and get their new buy one, get one for $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. Hey, back talking with Air Force veteran Brian Reese from VA Claims Insider. So Brian, we, we're all around the, the problem and everything. Like, wh- what do you think is the problem and you know, what's the solution? <laughs> Man, if, so here's the problem. The problem is not the VA. The problem is not you. Okay, the VA doesn't hate you. They're not trying to deny your claim. The problem is the complexity of the system. Okay. The system is the problem. The system is the enemy. Okay. I'm going to share a a shocking stat with you quick. Okay. Today, this is today, according to the VA's published stats, which I actually think these stats are legit. 
of the 18 to 20 million veterans alive in the world today, 25% of them receive VA disability benefits. Anything. I'm not talking about a specific rating. I'm saying one fourth get anything. That means 75%, three quarters get nothing. Okay. To me, that's, that's shocking. And that's something that should be highlighted in these congressional hearings as a problem. Okay. Now here's, here's the biggest thing that I want people to, to think about. And you ask like, what do you think is the problem? It's the system. What is the solution to simplify it? Okay. Don't worry about the complexities. Start thinking about what do I actually need to do? How do I make this easy for the raider who's going to review and rate my claim? Okay. And I'm going to give you the things right now. It's three things. You need to make sure that whatever you file, you have a medical diagnosis for that condition before you file. And that's got to be documented somewhere in a medical record. Military records, VA medical records, private records, it can be in any of those, but you have to have a diagnosis first. If you don't, don't file until you do or you're going to get denied. Okay? Medical evidence, medical diagnosis, key, key, key. Okay, that's number one. The second thing, nexus for service connection. A lot of vets forget about this piece, okay? Nexus in the context of VA disability means link or connection. That's all. It just means connection. You have to be able to show that that diagnosis is connected in some way to your military service. If you've been out of the military for more than a year, I highly recommend you get something called a nexus letter prepared by a private doctor. A VA doctor is not going to write you a nexus letter. Okay. You need to go to somebody who specializes in this work Mm -hmm. for veterans. Okay. So that's the second thing is you got to have a nexus. If you've been out of the military for more than a year, get a nexus letter. Okay. And the third thing, severity of symptoms. Ultimately, your VA disability rating and your benefits comes down to how severe your symptoms are. Okay, now let me give you an example of of what I mean. Let's say you're filing a claim for post-traumatic stress disorder, a mental health condition. You're at the VA seeking treatment. You have a diagnosis of PTSD in a record. It's definitely connected to your service. You're a combat vet. You deployed. You have proof of of maybe there was combat action, rockets, mortars, IEDs. There's proof of those things in your military records. Okay, so you're going to be good on the nexus. Then it's going to come down to how severe are your symptoms. Okay, if you have a diagnosis and you were in war, but you're taking medications and you have no symptoms, you're probably going to get like a 10% rating, but maybe you actually have really severe symptoms. You're not sleeping well. You're angry all the time. You're drinking too much. You're depressed. You have anxiety. You're hypervigilant about everything that you do, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just highlighting a few of the symptoms of PTSD. Make sure you don't downplay your symptoms. Okay. Now don't overplay them either. 
Okay. It's, it's illegal to lie or stretch the truth. Please don't do that. Okay. But most vets in my experience, Joe, they downplay their symptoms. Sure. So make sure that when you file your claim, when you get uh, prompted to go to these exams, make sure you're telling the VA how you are on your very worst days. Okay. So I'm going to recap again real quick. Medical diagnosis, nexus for service connection, severity of symptoms. If you can do those three things, you're good. You don't need to worry about anything else. Pretty simple. There you go. Just going to make sure the paperwork lines up with it. Now, most folks submitting VA claims, are they, are they putting the package together themselves? You have a couple options, okay? And we always recommend you work with an accredited representative. You know, think of the accredited VSOs, DAV, AMVETS, American Legion, VFW. You have the option of working with them. Uh, they'll help prepare and file your claim for free. You also have the option to do it yourself without representation. You can do it online at va.gov. It's like, it's like TurboTax. It's, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, actually, it's actually pretty easy to file a disability claim. What's not so easy is filing a disability claim that gets service connected and you get benefits. That's, that's the part that is a little bit more of an art. Um, and that's what we help veterans do at VA Claims Insider is we pair you with a coach. Um, we're able to help you get nexus letters at reduced rates. Uh, and the end result here is you can get the VA rating you deserve faster is typically what you can do. Yeah. I know when, when I retired, the guy at the, at the military hospital, military treatment facility, the, the guy that worked there, he was paid to work there. He was pretty good. I mean, he knew all the, knew all the right questions to ask and he said, make sure you get this, this, and this. And it was pretty simple. And uh, I think I had to check in with him once or twice and he was looking at stuff and, you know, worked like it was supposed to. For me, it was at least my experience. But, um, you know, my stuff was all, all documented in my military medical records. It was pretty easy. So um, my experience with it was actually pretty nice. Um, what's, do you know anything about the, this new thing? Um, is it, okay, the burn pit thing. Is it called the PACT Act? It is, is that, yeah. Is that it? Okay. You know anything about it? Of course I do. Because there's a couple of things <laughs> in there about, assumed symptoms. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what I so it means you don't have to have the symptoms or you don't have to prove you have them. They're assuming you have them. What is that all about? Here's the, here's the biggest thing to remember when you think of things like the PACT Act or anything that's called presumptive, presumptive service connection. Yeah, okay. okay. That's what the VA calls it. Presumptive. Yeah. Presumptives are things like agent orange exposure, right? Conditions related to agent orange. Those are presumptive. Here's what presumptive means in a nutshell, okay? The VA is looking for whether you served at a qualifying location during a qualifying period. So let me give you an example. If you're going to file a claim for burn pit exposure under the PACT Act, okay, the VA has designated by law certain locations that you have to have served at, and there's a time frame tied to those locations. So let me give you an example. If you served during the 80s and you never deployed to the Gulf, if you file a claim for burn pit presumptives, <laughs> you're gonna get denied. Okay, because all they do is they pull up your DD-214 
and they go, uh, let me see. Joe was in Afghanistan. He was in Iraq. The years he was there was this. Does he have rhinitis or allergic? Does he have sinusitis? Yes, he does. And he's filing for burn pit presumptive. Okay, check, check. He's good to go. And he served during the qualifying period. The presumptive means automatic service connection for benefits if you meet the minimum criteria. Okay, the minimum criteria meaning you served at an, at an eligible qualifying location during the qualifying period. That's what the presumptive means. So the, the presumptive means automatic connection. In other words, nexus, like you mentioned. You got it. Yep. It, it gives you the automatic nexus, but you still have to show this the documentation and severity you, you, of symptoms. You're, you're three, right? Yep. You got it. Yep. You still have to have a diagnosis and you still have to have symptoms. So even though number two is going to be easier, that's going to be presumed connected. I, I, let me just use another example. And we see this actually a lot at VA Claims Insider. Somebody will come to us and say, hey, I served in Iraq uh, in 2004 and we burned all this trash and now I have you know, sinusitis and rhinitis and all these problems. Uh -huh. um, I want to file for presumptive. And you're like, okay. And you look at the records and you're like, dude, you don't even have them. Like, how do you know you have those conditions? You don't even have a diagnosis. Well, I know that I have them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. But, but you need to go to the doctor and get them diagnosed because if you file for it, the VA is just going to die the claim and say, we can't even confirm that you have these conditions, right? So yeah. that's, again, it, it comes back to the, you know, how do you simplify this in a complex system? Three things, medical diagnosis, nexus, severity of symptoms. That's it. Okay. Because a lot of people would, would confuse that presump, uh, presumptive part under the PACT Act as I'm automatically going to get this benefit where you're, you're clarifying it. No, it, it's, Presumptive means if you serve there during the right time, you automatically get the nexus or the connection to the service disability, but you still got to have the diagnosis and the severity of the symptoms. You got it, my friend. Right. Nailed it. Great. That's awesome. Well, hey, how do we find out more information on VA Claims Insider and uh, tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. Uh, easiest way to find me uh, is vaclaimsinsider.com. Uh, by the way, I mean, even if you don't sign up to work with us, uh, to, you know, to help you get the VA rated and compensation you deserve, we've got a ton of free resources on our website that I want you to take advantage of. Um, our blog, about 500,000 veterans a month uh, read our free blog content, which is just bonkers to me, That's awesome. uh, which is, is amazing. I mean, again, it highlights how much of a problem there is in the system. So if you go to vaclaimsinsider.com, you can start free today. If you go to vaclaimsinsider.com slash blog, you can read all of our free content. Um, and yeah, so let's talk about the book real fast. You Deserve It, The Definitive Guide to Getting the Veteran Benefits You've Earned, second edition, okay? Absolutely killer. There's four sections. And by the way, I think all veterans should read this book. Um, I wrote the book that I wish somebody would have wrote for me. Yeah. That's the easiest way I can describe. People are like, how did you get inspired to write this book? And I'm like, I just wrote the one I wish somebody would have given me, you know, as I was leaving the military yeah. or, you know, five years ago when I was struggling with this process, that's the book I wrote. Um, 
and that's that's what it is. It's it's my gift to veterans. That's why I wrote the book. Um, it covers four main things. The first section is everything you need to know about VA benefits, everything, and it goes way beyond VA disability compensation. It goes VA pension, VA education benefits, VA home loan, small business loan. I mean, it's like it's it's deep and comprehensive on the the federal benefit side. Section two is all about state benefits. So many veterans, Joe, don't realize the unbelievable benefits that they qualify for in their state. Let me give you an example. Texas, Florida, and 16 other states. If you have a 100% disability rating, you pay goose egg on the property taxes of your primary residence. Nil, awesome, yeah. zero. I mean, that's a, that's a five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a year benefit right. in, your, in your state. Okay. So yeah. I cover state benefits for all 50 states. Then in part three, we've completely revised and revamped all of the for-profit military and veteran discounts. So everyday discounts at your favorite, uh, favorite places to shop and goods and services that you need. I've got a whole laundry list of nonprofits, things like free hunting and fishing trips for disabled vets, uh, go through that comprehensive list. And then we've completely revised and expanded the bonus section, which is section four. Um, last time, I think there were only three bonuses. Now there's 10 uh, bonuses, but I'm not going to share what all those are. You need to get the book <laughs> to find out <laughs> about all the bonuses. Back, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, well, hey, Brian, um, you're running a successful business now too. And you, now you've written two versions of your book, which is awesome. So thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial success story, especially what you're doing in, 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 uh, in support of veterans and VA claims and everything else that's going on out there. I mean, there's so many veterans that, that don't know they rate certain things. And, you know, there's, like you said, there's so much stuff, even with your, your local and state governments and, uh, and, and profit and nonprofit organizations out there just looking to, uh, hook guys up with various things. So it's having that awareness of what, what the good deals are is uh, instrumental. It's my honor, man. It, it really is. I mean, this is what, this is what I believe God called me to do. And that's why I'm here. Awesome. Absolutely. Love the energy, man. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>